0: Hello and welcome to Not If I Reboot You First, a podcast where we take our favorite properties and reboot them before Hollywood has the chance to. It's a little bit like brainstorming fanfiction.
1: I'm Lindsay and I use she, her pronouns.
0: I'm Tanner, they, them, and this week we have our our substitute people's choice. Uh, Probably would have won next month, so I'm not too concerned about that. But Lindsay, why don't you tell the viewers at home, or the listeners at home, what we're going to be talking about this week.
1: Uh, We're going to be talking about a series called Zix Level 1.
0: Or Level 2. And (laughs) 3. Yeah. (laughs) Uh,
1: It was a Canadian TV series that aired on YTV. And uh, it's this neat mix of sci-fi, animation, cyberpunk. You got real-world stuff with uh, computer-generated scenes inside a virtual realm.
0: Hey, remember last year when we did April Fool's about Reboot the Guardian Code? Yeah. Zix is like that if done well.
1: <laughs> yes. Uh, the basic premise is uh, Zix and her partner, Flango, um, are aliens from the uh, intergalactic network who uh, crash land on Earth, and as luck would have it, Earth also happens to be a hotbed of activity for the evil Onkelon and the Hargok Empire. Zix has no intention of letting him win, so she and Flango need to find a way to access the network and make sure that they can get to the next level of the Keep before Ancalon's henchmen do.
0: And the Keep is basically a pocket dimension prison for the worst criminals in the universe. I cannot stress this enough, it's not... When they go into the video game like Realm of the Keep, they're not actually in a video game. It's not really a video game. It just functions exactly like a video game, but it's not a video game.
1: <laughs> no, it was created by the ancient Geth Empire?
0: The, the Ganth?
1: Or the Ganth, yeah.
0: We, we we gotta be careful with a few terms, because the Geth are from Mass Effect.
1: Oh, Okay. <laughs> God damn it! Why do alien names have to be so similar?
0: Because you got to throw all the all the glottal stops and the diphthongs and the other language bits that humans don't use very often, so that they sound sufficiently alien. Mm-hmm. That's why they're all like Hargok and Glaknar and Fractom.
1: Yep. So yeah. Anyway, uh, the Genth created this entire realm. They're Longong, I think. or they morphed into the intergalactic network?
0: don't know I I think I think in season three they like they're confirmed to have ascended to a higher plane of existence except one stayed behind as a sword so that he could kill onlong should he rise again okay because on Un was basically a, a warlord he he uh, tried to destroy everything and the network and the Ganth were able to shut him down and stuff him in the keep and then when zix and flango arrive on earth they find out that he's just trying to regenerate and his minions are trying to take the keep over so like okay time to shut him down and and win the video game world prison world
1: yeah so it was notable for having live action bits plus the uh, computer generated stuff um it's canadian super canadian um like they don't even try to hide that this takes place in canada yeah Which, I'm proud of them, because there's so many TV shows that have tried to hide that, oh no, this is totally not Toronto that we're filming in! Absolutely not! This is totally not Canadian!
0: I'm also doing a quick check. I know that at least two of the main actors were major characters in Degrassi. <laughs> um, yeah, because Jamie Johnston, who played Adam in season one, after he left the show, he was on Degrassi as Peter Stone. And then ah. Ephraim Ellis, who played uh uh what where where are you rick murray on degrassi uh he after he died on the show because he's the guy who shot drake
1: oh okay
0: he shot drake and then he came to zix and he was like hello i'm riley i am the everyman who is now in the video game
1: yeah and uh there's a lot of comparisons uh with this tv show to other stuff like uh tron uh, Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad, Digimon, Code Lyoko, reboot, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, and Butt Ugly Martians.
0: But they're not in the wait. but Ugly Martians.
1: Yeah, that was the thing.
0: I I remember it existing, but how is this anything similar to Zix other than I aliens? don't know?
1: People just make comparisons. Probably the whole oh yeah, main character is an alien, even though uh. she's okay. Probably to save on uh, costuming and makeup and prosthetics, they didn't even bother with the whole make her look like an alien.
0: Well, it's it's a pretty common thing that uh, everyone who has, if we have a wild alien form, you don't really assume that form unless you're inside the keep. Yeah. So like Flango, when he's in the keep, he's a big old lizard dinosaur, but when he's yeah. outside the keep, he's just a snarky voice in a backpack. Yes. Except, except for one time where he accidentally showed up as a human in a mascot costume, and no one really knew what had happened, and no one really had, knew how to explain it. Yeah. The point being, they went to the uh, the Star Trek school of you're an alien because we said so, and any major biological differences are internal, so that we can save on special effects. Yeah. I do remember there was one scene where Zix drinks through her finger. So
1: yeah, there's there you go. That she does get. Pretty cool clothes for the early
0: 2000s. Yeah. She looks like she hangs out in cyber cafes. <laughs>
1: yeah. She's like, maybe into the European E-girl and boy scene?
0: Oh god, Zix, the original E-girl. Yes. <laughs> but no, it's not the internet! I kind of stress this enough, they're not on the internet! They did not go inside the Xbox! It is simply another dimension that functions exactly like a video game, but it's not a video game! <laughs> I mean
1: they have to turn some pipes in a basement boiler room in order to access uh the the keep.
0: Yeah, that's the first season. In the second season it's like in a tree. Yeah. And in season three it's like uh in a mall.
1: Yeah. So anyway, how are you gonna reboot this?
0: I'm. Um, the only thing I thought of beforehand was that it would be on Netflix.
1: Yeah. Bigger budget if- <laughs> right there.
0: Even though then people would immediately compare it to and probably confuse it for Reboot the Guardian Code. I can't believe Reboot the Guardian Code (laughs) reached beyond its own franchise and wrecked other franchises.
1: We can do it so much better that people forget that Reboot the Guardian Code exists.
0: I I think us and Sky are the only reason people realize Reboot the Guardian Code is a thing.
1: (laughs) Yes. Let's keep it that way. Nobody else has to know. If anything, the only big competitor that the series on Netflix should have is Stranger Things, and those are completely different se- uh, series, and a different amount of nostalgia when you think about it. The Duffer Brothers are going for the mid-80s. We're going for the early 2000s.
0: Yeah. Hell,
1: I almost want to keep it in the early 2000s. There's something great about seeing a kid with like the giant Mac computer that's got like the clear colored plastic covering on it.
0: The the iFruity computer.
1: Yes. <laughs> Clear colored plastic was just such a thing. And I love it.
0: They're they're starting to come back. Ooh. Um there's an Xbox sex bone controller that has <laughs> like the see-through plastic so you can see all the stuff inside. That's I don't neat. know how I'm supposed to abbreviate that thing. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's basically it's basically like those game boy advances look like when it's for an xbox controller it's great
1: nice <laughs>
0: my my uh, grandma had a phone that was like that so it was clear plastic but also all the anything that could be a specific color inside the phone was a bright neon like pink or green or yellow oh wow so it was the most '80s looking, most '90s. It was it was the sum total of all '80s, '90s, and 2000s aesthetics.
1: Yes, I love it.
0: God damn, baby Jamie Johnson looks so young and tiny in season one. <laughs> I and I can't believe he grew up to dr- join a band, get a meth addiction, sell nudes, Manny.
1: Oh wow, they grow up so fast.
0: And then lose all his girlfriends to the CW. Ah, the CW was another outfit. Or uh, Another uh, channel that I considered.
1: Hmm. The CW is likely to age up the characters. Sex it up. And sucks it up.
0: We're, tra- we're trapped in a cyber dimension and we're horny.
1: <laughs> I mean, one of the kids in um, level three, when he gets his power up, he's like, oh, I got my power up. Oh, I got pecs now. <laughs> but that was only in the keep. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I I do really love how, like, everyone looks pretty much normal human outside of the keep, and then you go inside, and then some of them just a power armor. Some of them are, like, giant slug people.
1: Yeah, like, let's see, what was I thinking when I was going through my review with season one? Because I only really watched season one, and yeah, work.
0: Work is happening. I watched season three by accident when it aired. Oh, okay. I thought I thought the show had been canceled after season 2 cuz like this this show never had a huge fandom. Unfortunately. So, like there's there weren't like devoted fan sites or anything and this was 2004 to 2009. I'm shocked that it lasted into 2009. Yeah. I think there were just big production delays between some of the seasons because they ha- like changed studios between season 1 and season 2 and they changed like most of the cast except for Zix and Flango. Uh, Between season one and season two. But I thought, like, after season two, it was just cancelled. And and... then I was at my uncle's house, and I was watching the TV, the broadcast TV. He doesn't have cable. Oh, he's got farm cable. (laughs) Yeah, he had farm cable. Well, he's in the middle of Saskatoon. But yeah, he just never shelled out for any of the special channels. But I found YTV. I'm like, okay, I'll watch some old shows nostalgic. And it's like the the opening credits of Zik start up where it's like this, the synthy, pipey noise. And it's like, level three, we've got an upgrade. It's the final level. And I'm like, what? It's back? This is the final? This children's show has a final arc and an ending? It has a conclusion to the plot? <laughs> you lucky bastards.
1: But yeah, I'm surprised it lasts that long, too, because it had some pretty stiff competition. That was when, like, Naruto was huge. Yeah. And it, Naruto was on right after, because, like, I was watching on YouTube, and uh, this was probably, like, ripped straight from the TV. So it still had, like, the ads, uh, like, those uh, banner ads at the bottom that said, like, what was coming up next.
0: One and- of those, One of those great saints... That has VHS copies of everything they ever watched, just in case.
1: Yes. <laughs> I love you people. <laughs> yep. But yeah, like, I we noticed the banner ads at the bottom for the upcoming shows that were on after Zix, and it was like, Naruto! Bleach! Um, I think it was some Nickelodeon comedy right after. And I'm like, oh, no wonder why this a uh, low budget canadian tv series didn't last that long when it had these other things to compete for our 12-year-old attention spans. Yeah. So anyway, the biggest thing i noticed with the plot was um there was a plot but like i think being on netflix would help it focus a bit better. There was a lot of stuff going on and not a lot of explaining. And I'm l- like, sometimes, once in a while, you need a good info dump. Yeah. Or just show you, obviously, what is going on. Like, how did Zex get here?
0: Well, she crash landed, didn't she?
1: Yeah, but we don't see that.
0: Oh, it's just told. Okay, so yeah, yeah we can have a little bit of a budget just to show a thing fall from the sky.
1: We can have some build up. Um, We don't really go with a lot into the... Backstory of onkelon and the whole intergalactic space thing that's going on.
0: Yeah, this is this is really more of a space opera than uh, a a Kodlioko. Yeah. Also, because of the production shift between the the first and second season, that also means that all the plot elements from the first season were well, not all the plot elements, because it's still like they go into the keep and whatnot, but a lot of other stuff like how Adam's mom disappeared, uh, and she was an archaeologist studying aliens. And we never find out what happened there.
1: Yeah, so there's implied to be ancient aliens and all that. Yeah. And, like, what's Earth's status in this? I'm guessing that we're some sort of forgotten backwater.
0: There was a homeless man named Lou who seems to be mentally unstable, but he understands things about the Keep, and we never really got an explanation of him, because, like, even when Zix and Flango get to the next level... Yeah, they're separated from their friends, Adam and Griff, and they're in a completely different town.
1: Yeah. They're probably still filming in Toronto, it's just like a different part of Toronto.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, it's a quiet rural town called Glen River, apparently.
1: Oh, they were filming over in Scarborough.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I do like, it's basically the Canadian equivalent of the Torchwood Rift. Like, there, there's a giant wormhole in Cardiff that attracts aliens, and then Zix is like, yeah, there's a interdimensional video game-like prison. <laughs> It's in, like, Cranston. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Like, honestly, this could have been said in, like, anywhere in Canada. Anywhere. I'm pretty sure I have seen the outside of the school that they were filming in. Yeah, I think the big thing with this whole show was that it needed a consistent production company and to follow through with some through lines.
0: Yeah. Yeah. How about this question? Do you want to, o- over the course of the show, Zix has five human companions. She has Griff and Adam the first season, and then season two she has Riley, Megan, and Dwayne. Would you want to keep one set, or both sets, or mix them up, or how would you want that oh, to happen? because
1: we could totally do this like Mighty Morphin where, like, over time, they get, like, they expand, and then they get a new team.
0: But we also have to come up with a reason of why, uh, like, hey, Ad- hey, Adam, how come you decide to stop fighting an evil alien empire in the video game dimension that may have kidnapped your mom? You're just not feeling it anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um Plus, like those those Mighty Morphin changes. I mean, they were very similar to Zix, just because uh, there was production stuff going on behind the scenes that necessitated them leaving and being replaced by new people. Yeah. So it's kind of like. The comics have a whole arc dedicated to explaining the the quote-unquote real reasons why Zack, Jason, and Trini left the team. Because it doesn't make sense that they're like, hey, we're kind of done with being Power Rangers, we're gonna go to Switzerland, bye! Yeah. Kiss kiss.
1: I also really like the idea of having a five-man band with with a girl in charge. You don't really say that all that often.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, Zix and Flango are gonna stay around.
1: Yeah, so Zix's leader flangos the Lancer because he's a snarky one.
0: Here's the thing, is that the Season 2 group, they stick around for Season 3 as well, so they get a little bit more fleshing out. Yeah. So Riley would be the big guy, because he gets his super strength in Season 3. Yeah. Megan is technically the heart, and then I guess, because I guess Dwayne is a smart guy.
1: But we can always flesh out the heart a bit more.
0: Yeah. Well, and there was a whole thing in the third season, like near the finale, where... Everyone got, like, a, basically an Infinity Stone. Um, <laughs> not all powerful, but thus they were parts of the sword they needed to defeat Onkelon, and, like, each one was representative of a different aspect. So actually, they weren't really Infinity Stones, they were more like crests out of Digimon. Okay. And Zix was like, well, obviously I'm the leader, so I gotta get this one, and then she just divvies them out. And then she's like, no, I was mistaken, because I wasn't looking deep enough, and, like, really, Megan, you're the closest to the leader, because you've been making all the really tough decisions all this time, and something like that. Okay. So I really like that. and But of course like it happened in the last five minutes of the penultimate episode, so they didn't get much of a chance to flesh it all out.
1: Yeah. So I think instead of three seasons, we should probably stretch it to about five?
0: Yeah. Well, and the other thing is that like, Onkelon isn't a direct threat until the final season. Yeah. And because he has henchmen, and also it's a prison, so there can be criminals in there that aren't even related to Onkelon. Yeah. Like, Or it could even the, the show itself could even start with some kind of jailbreak.
1: Yeah, kind of like mix that with a dungeon crawler just in general, because that's what I felt it was like. Like a little bit dungeon crawler, a little bit Metroid?
0: Yeah, a little bit of those. Um, yeah. Especially the the GameCube games, just because yeah. the, the show was not a t- 2D side-scroller.
1: Yeah. <laughs> even though uh, a TV show that uses like 2D the side-scroller animation would be neat.
0: That would be fascinating. Yeah. Imagine, gosh, imagine if all those Sonic cartoons were just Sonic Flash animations using the sprites. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that would be awesome.
0: God, oh, okay. So I, <laughs> Not to be a little bit of a downer, but if uh, coronavirus lasts long enough that all the shows in Hollywood have to be put on hold, everything's going to be replaced with like Newgrounds animations that people can do from home. <laughs> <laughs> probably this is how we get anime back in prime time yay because all they have to do is get the, the latest ones from the the latest uh, exports of japan get the licensing rights have everyone dub it from their sofa at home
1: <laughs> well there's already a lot of stuff all, already dubbed and ready to go on like crunchyroll and fanimation it's just like making those deals like yeah come on put some gundam on like Frickin' HBO.
0: This c- CBS needs *Toradora*. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Coming this fall to NBC. Keep your hands off Izukan. You
1: you haka show on CW.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's something that would probably get a live action. I bet we could devote yeah. an entire month to just shows that'll get a live action CW remake. Yes. Did I ever tell you about that one time I had a dream that the CW did a live action One Piece and Luffy was played by Dylan O'Brien from Teed Wolf?
1: Oh my god. Really? <laughs> At least it's dream logic, so.
0: <laughs> anyway, Zix.
1: Zix, yes. I think the show needs five seasons to flesh out the backstory and the the characters and the world in general. Yeah. At some point it's gotta go to space.
0: Yeah, and we can stick to three episodes, or not three episodes, 13 episodes.
1: Yeah. And maybe have better pacing than the Marvel shows.
0: Oh, what we could do is um, have, so if we start with just Zix, Adam, and Griff. Yeah. Um, And then, mi- mm, no, yeah, start with just those three and Fly and Go. And then at the end of the first season, Adam can do like a heroic sacrifice that, to get the others through the portal to level two. Yeah. And maybe he ends up in space, or because he showed up in season two as a talking ball of light. Ah! <laughs> and he was like, "Yeah, I got caught in a, a dimensional warp wormhole on my way to level two, and so that's why I couldn't get to you. Don't know what the fuck happened to Griffin. Maybe he's dead. Doesn't matter.
1: <laughs> maybe he goes to space and he finally meets up with his mom.
0: Yeah. Maybe him and his maybe his mom was an alien. Yeah. And so Adam's also an alien.
1: <laughs> Pull a Reveal like out of Voltron.
0: Yes, your mom was a large, imposing space cat.
1: <laughs>
0: oh, Voltron! You were good for the first two seasons.
1: I'm glad I, I got distracted by other shows.
0: Yeah. <laughs> one day, one day, Voltron. Mark my words.
1: <laughs> we'll actually give you a good, a satisfying ending. Yep. So season two—that's when we introduce Riley, Megan, and Dwayne.
0: Actually, I'm thinking since, so we, Adam, Adam was sent to space or trapped in a wormhole or something. He's off the board, but yep. we keep Griff. And so we'll only introduce Riley and Megan in okay. season two and they'll save Dwayne for season three. Yeah. Because we'll find a reason for Griff to leave in season two. Okay. Like maybe he leaves or gets kidnapped or maybe dies. We, we kill him. He's dead. <sighs> He's like, dead, he will- James
1: he wasn't that bad of a character but honestly i did find him a bit whiny
0: i was just i was just trying to figure out a way to get him off the board
1: yeah and like these are our characters now so that we can write them with great pathos
0: <laughs> in feeling <laughs> maybe oh maybe it's an oracle situation and he gets like grievously wounded in the keep And so, it's too much of a risk for him to go back in, but after a few episodes on the sidelines, he's able to take up, like, a mission control situation.
1: Yeah. Finds a way to keep in communication with them when they're in the keep. Yeah. And he can also do important, like, on-Earth research, where uh, it's hinted, as you said, that, um, okay, bit of a backstory to the first season, Adam's mom is an archaeologist who went missing. And before she went missing, she made a whole bunch of tapes where she's, like, talking to him and showing him various discoveries that they made, including the crystal, which is an important MacGuffin for uh, stuff in the keep. God, there were so many
0: MacGuffins on this show. It was MacGuffin, the series.
1: Yes. (laughs) MacGuffins and plot devices everywhere. Um, (laughs) So, that ends up getting mailed to Adam... uh, Sometime in between when it's discovered and when she goes missing. And it helps drive the plot. What does the crystal do? The crystal is very important. So maybe some of the stuff that Griff does when he is on the outside is start doing research into basically fringe theories about ancient aliens and all that. Because clearly this is old shit.
0: Yeah. Old as balls.
1: (laughs) Now I'm not saying aliens.
0: But it is, we've already said aliens many times.
1: Yes. I'm not saying that, (laughs) maybe we do the whole, um, yes, aliens did visit Earth to, like, dump some stuff here because it was backwaters way out of the way, The, the the most intelligent creatures here are very primitive, nobody's gonna find this for a long time, and no, they did not, in fact, build the pyramids.
0: We taught the aliens how to build the pyramids.
1: Yes, I think we've talked
0: about this before. And then they taught us how to build video games. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, the ancient aliens building the pyramids for us humans is dumb. No, humans are far too stubborn.
0: I have a headcanon that's more in line with Power Rangers, that at some point in the past, aliens visited Earth and they hooked us up to the Morphin grid, and in return, uh, like Asian cultures taught them all sorts of martial arts and a, a whole bunch of like aesthetic and architectural stuff. Next. And then they went back out into space and just disseminated across the universe. Yes. And that's why, like, thousands of years later, aliens that look exactly like samurais can visit Earth <laughs> and be like, We are aliens, and we know what ninjutsu is.
1: I mean, samurai armor is fucking badass.
0: We're visiting Earth specifically to get the, the ninja star that makes us better ninjas. Yes. Here's one- oh, here's another thing I would like out of the Zix, is that I would like it to be graphically consistent- Which is to say that, like, they kind of did an overhaul on whatever engine they were using for all the CGI stuff every season. Yes. And...
1: To be fair, stuff was changing very quickly at the time.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, it made sense for them to always want the most up-to-date stuff, but it did also mean there's no, like, consistent aesthetic for the keep. Yeah. I mean, there's... The change from Season 1 to Season 2 wasn't nearly as drastic as the one from Season 2 to Season 3. Yeah. In Season 3, they look very akin to Reboot the Guardian Code people. Yeah. I, we should point out that uh, whatever company that turned into the one that made the reboot, Reboot, did also work on Zix. Yeah. And both shows are Canadian as well, so like obviously there's going to be some... Uh, um, Overlap. Yeah. Because there's only so
1: many people in the film, television, and computer graphics industry here in Canada.
0: Yeah. Personally, I like the look from Season 2.
1: Yeah. And I definitely like the idea that the Keep is an ancient dungeon. Yeah. It's just, like, super high-tech to us humans, because th- th- we're we're tiny monkey people. <laughs> we're young tiny monkey people.
0: Also, Season 3 did introduce another um alien ally for Zix. His name was Tarfex, and he was, like, her old partner from the network. Yeah. So that's someone who else could probably show up in Season 3, maybe even Season 4.
1: Yeah, because, like, we never really got any other interactions with the intergalactic network. Yeah. And it would be neat to see how they function, like, what's their deal? What's their aesthetics?
0: Yeah, and it, it'd be interesting to see, like, I think one of the major issues in the first few seasons is that Zix is unable to contact the rest of the network. Yeah. So, obviously, she can't bring, like, the entire... Military force down into the keep to make sure that Ancolon is like stays in his jar because he got turned into goo basically. Yeah, everyone, anyone who gets defeated basically gets turned into goo.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Christ, the grossest episode, and this is so on brand for YTV as we oh, have I discovered remember. is the, the mushroom, mushroom episode. Yeah, and the old lady like takes a taste of the queen fungi thing at the end
0: because they turn her into goo. Yeah, why? There is a mushroom that it was like a body snatcher's mushroom. Yeah. And then they killed the mushroom, and then Old Lady was like, I ate the mushroom, and now I am the mushroom queen. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: That was A, never followed up upon. And uh, B, God damn it, YTB, what's with the slime?
0: Yeah. It's slime time. Uh,
1: Slime and goo.
0: It's slime time! (laughs) Also, uh, in season three, they also introduced a girl named Amy, who they spend like the first half of the season thinking she's some kind of sleeper agent for the Hargok Empire, because every season has had a girl that seems really nice and then turns out to be a sleeper agent for the Hargok Empire. But no, it just turns out that Amy is so incredibly incompetent that all of her (laughs) ways of messing with the group, by accident, are just very similar to Sabotage. Oh god. She was kind of set up as, like, she's going to be the sixth member of the squad, or, like, she's going to join the squad alongside Tarfex, and then the o- after the only episode that she, like, falls into the keep, he wipes her memory, and then, like, okay, don't worry about her, she's just really, really dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I, I do like that, though, and I kind of want to keep that in, because, like, season one, here's Sarah, she seems nice, except she's actually evil, but maybe she has a heart of gold and she regrets her actions, but no, she's really evil, and we're going to turn her into goo. And then season two, here's Jada. She's cool and sassy, and she works at a juice bar. And she seems to have a crush on Riley, and Riley has a crush on her, but also she's evil. But maybe she'll help him, like, find his dad, or help his dad, because I think Riley's dad's in a space cult or something. Uh, But then it turns out that she's evil, so we trapped her in an infinite chess game. (laughs) And then season three, here's Amy. She's really nice and sweet and perky, but she seems to be messing with the team. Is she an alien too? No. She's just terrible. (laughs) And I love her.
1: (laughs) She's just a walking disaster.
0: She show- she shows up in the keep and her like keep form is bright pink.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the basic twist is that no, this other character who's a dude that we've been interacting with a lot and seems, you know, cool and helpful and all that is actually evil! Or they are genuinely helpful and join the team.
0: Yeah. Season 2, I think, was the best... Because it did a lot of work on fleshing out the universe and showing that there were other aliens just casually chilling on Earth. But they are like secret mentors or like helpful people and all yeah. that whatnot.
1: Which goes into my theory that Earth is kind of like the chill place to go to because nobody really pays attention to it. Yeah. I don't know. It's almost like the retirement spot. But it also is the place where the, where the keep has most of its access
0: to. Oh, okay. I've got a little bit of an idea. That we can uh, work into Zix. Because what if, like, the keep was built into the Earth, in like, kind of like what the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy do? What if the keep was built into the Earth, like as the Earth was created?
1: Ooh, like, yeah. Like it's that
0: old, and then we can say that because of like geography and geometry and dimensional whatnot, like each level of the keep like takes up a bigger portion of the world. So, like, level one, it just takes up this neighborhood in Toronto. Yeah. Level two is, like, this whole town. Level three, all of a sudden, you're going, like, a whole bunch of places in the province, and then you get to level four, and it becomes a dro- globetrotting adventure. Ooh, yeah. Because, like, you go in the entrance by your house, and you go through a bunch of stuff, and you, like, take an emergency exit, and, like, bam, you're in Tokyo. <laughs> Ooh. And then level five is the one where, like, it expands into space.
1: Yes. We have to go to space in the final season.
0: We went to level 5 and we found Adam on the moon. (laughs) On the moon! Oh no, no, okay, drink your wine first because I don't want you to spit it out. Okay. The entrance to level 5 is in Orlando because it has a direct link to the moon. (laughs) Thanks to the moon pope.
1: (laughs) Moon pope.
0: Oh no, not the moon pope, the moon bishop. I misspoke. Oh yes. Did you know there was a moon bishop?
1: Wait, there's a moon bishop?
0: So according to a really old, like, Catholic law, like, so there's a a Catholic bishop of every city, basically. But there's a law that says that any new land discovered by a a group that comes from this place, like that place's bishop, also has dominion over the new land. And Uh. so since the first mission to the moon launched from Cape Canaveral in Orlando, the bishop of Orlando also has jurisdiction over the moon. Oh! (laughs) And apparently the current bishop of Orlando doesn't really care about it that much, but one of the old school bishops of Orlando was so into it that (laughs) he got into a fight over the moon with the bishop of Miami, Oh! and that was brought up with the pope.
1: (laughs) Oh my god! (laughs)
0: <laughs> Which is to say that uh, Jamie Johnson is now the Bishop of the Moon.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that uh... There are times when the Catholic Church just pulls out something fucking amazing. And this is one of them. Okay, so I I was just like checking on this whole there's a Bishop of the Moon and apparently the Pope at the time was also like really into the um the first mission to the moon uh huh yeah so space is cool yeah <laughs> apparently um i've heard that um i think it was some math mathematicians who do the whole like aerospace math sort of stuff and they figure that um they were doing some math stuff and math is weird because nobody knows whether or not humans discover math or create math but basically (laughs) what they were doing was calculations about time and time is already fucking weird so they think that there are like these bubbles of time that are almost like black holes for time that mathematically exist (laughs)
0: so in the backstory of zix let's (laughs) say that aliens taught people math and then people built pyramids and aliens were like shit we never thought of that (laughs) what you never thought of triangles because
1: that's one of the most stable things out there
0: (laughs) nope there's no triangles in space (laughs) only
1: spears
0: aliens show up with extremely complex calculations and the humans are like have you not heard of basic algebra
1: (laughs) trigonometry people how do you navigate
0: aliens only think in imaginary numbers
1: oh fuck (laughs) we've had this discussion before but like I'm one of those nerds who does not like math but with an asterisk I'm fine with geometry and real ass math
0: You can appreciate math, but you're not passionate about it.
1: Yeah. Stats and probability can go fuck itself. So yeah, we gotta introduce some more alien species. But that's for, like, season three.
0: Not necessarily introduce them, just flesh out the ones we've already got. Yes.
1: So, like, Zix's species. Because, like, I was watching some stuff from season two, and apparently... Or, no, season three. Apparently, Zix is actually a common name on her home planet.
0: It says that she's from the planet of Halleck 7. Yeah, in the Apex Galaxy. Considering that uh, when Tarfex shows up and he has a very similar name and naming scheme, I imagine that Aphex is like probably the root of their species name too. Like they're they a- a- Apexians or yeah, a- they're aphids. They're Apex Legends.
1: <laughs> Maybe we can give Ziggs like, some more interesting stuff about her species in particular than just like. Uh, she's alien because we said so.
0: she drinks drink through the fingers.
1: Yeah. If she drinks through the fingers, then maybe she's a bit more amphibious. Like, it's sort of like being able to breathe through your skin. Like, frogs. Oh, maybe. Yeah.
0: And Flango's lizard.
1: Yeah, he's an iguana.
0: (laughs) Basically. We could actually... So, like, he's always in Zix's backpack in the show because he can't breathe Earth's atmosphere.
1: Yeah, um. <laughs> so, fun fact about our atmosphere, because it's a solid mix of nitrogen and oxygen, um, it's actually really, really corrosive to a lot of theoretical potential alien uh, species out there. Because, again, a lot of scientists have actually done this theoretical chemistry of what could be like the good compounds to create life. And there's a lot of stuff out there that would not react well to our atmosphere. Yeah. <laughs> there's a reason why the humans-are-actually-orcs <laughs> thing exists.
0: Although, we, so we could also say because there's such a thing as convergent evolution where yeah. the reason, for example, a lot of species in the ocean are fish-shaped, but they're not closely related to each other at all. Yeah. But they look so similar because there are only so many forms that are good for moving through water. Yeah. And so it could be a similar thing with Zix where there might be some superficial biological differences, but on the most part she's actually very similar to humans at least appearance-wise because other that like
1: Yeah, like n- working um,
0: backwards she'd have to be in order to survive in an Earth-like yeah, atmosphere. like
1: her planet's um size and the density of the atmosphere was really conducive to the humanoid form. Um Kind of like um, in Babylon 5, there's the Centauri. They look very human. They got weird fashion and weird hair, Um, but it's actually a very superficial appearance because they've got weird alien biology. The most notable thing being the very, very long proboscis penis.
0: (laughs) Don't they have six of
1: those? Yes. (laughs) One of the characters uses his dick to cheat at a card game. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say that was from the episode that apparently Jay Michael Stravinsky came down with pneumonia during the production of like season 1. <laughs> so there's a couple of episodes he doesn't remember making <laughs> cuz he had a raging fever.
0: <laughs> wow. <laughs> So this is supposed to be a more all ages show, so we're not going to have tentacle dick. <laughs> yeah, of course not. <laughs> but we can definitely say stuff like how either if if you're no- you can yeah, we can definitely say that like there's a lot of races that can survive on Earth just because superficially they appear human, even if biologically inside they're very different. Yeah, and maybe some of those differences will reflect themselves inside the keep. Yep. Like, maybe when Zix shows up in the keep, she's got, like, I know, webbed fingers or something like that. Or maybe she's got just some pizzazz on her neck. And it's like, yeah, these are my gills.
1: <laughs> we're actually semi-aquatic, but, like, our water is actually really different from your water.
0: Those are my egg sacs, bitch.
1: <laughs> Wait, you lay eggs? Yeah, we're amphibious. Yeah. <laughs> And and at the end of the series, humans establish themselves as the space orcs.
0: Essentially, yeah, yeah. Um, no, but what I was getting at is that we can also, if there's some species that their true forms are like too funky to pass in Earth, or we could even say that they, their home planets are in the on the antimatter side of things, yeah, and so. That like the dis- their disguise, their altered form is the form that we see in real life, and their true form is the one in the keep. And so naturally, when they're showing up on Earth, they're going to look human. And then in the keep, it's like, yeah, I'm actually like a minotaur dude.
1: Yeah, and also this kind of ties in with uh, when it comes to like what we learn more about the aliens and all that is um, maybe there's some level of interdimensionality to it because like we already have an interdimensional like pocket dimension with the keep and all that. Yeah. So there's this one theory that was proposed by a UFologist by the name of Jacques Vallée. He's actually kind of a big deal in the UFO community.
0: And did you he, talk about him on a recent episode? Fairly recently and also he worked on
1: uh Close Encounters of the Third Kind.
0: Yeah, okay, yeah. I, yeah I'm so sure I recognize Jacques Vallée. that name from not too long ago.
1: Yeah. So anyway, he proposed this idea that uh, the aliens that we encounter in abduction scenarios are partially kind of psychic phenomena, kind of partially created by us, partially created by them. They're also traveling interdimensionally because that's actually going to be a lot shorter distance to travel than, like, having to physically travel here.
0: Yeah, it's hyperspace, bro.
1: Yeah. So maybe part of that is that, like... We learned that humans actually are slightly. (laughs) Again, I'm turning us into Warhammer orcs. Slightly psychic. We don't even know about it, but like if we visualize hard enough, shit happens.
0: You you really need to do a Warhammer episode just to get all this out.
1: (laughs) You're falling extremely
0: deep. Should I should I start buying you miniatures for Christmas and birthdays?
1: No, you're only going to feed the addiction.
0: Good. Yes. Yes, yes.
1: <laughs> I am sticking to books and YouTube videos. A I cannot afford miniatures. a Warhammer
0: habit.
1: <laughs> Most of my money has to go to boobs.
0: <laughs> booze and Warhammer. <laughs>
1: Like, I was at Comic Readers before, like, we all got stuck inside, and they have so many gunplug kits that I was like, ooh, maybe I should get a Gunpla kit, and I'm like, no. Nope. No,
0: nope. you're only gonna buy more. You-, <laughs> you need to just get a little bit, because otherwise you're just gonna keep internalizing and internalizing, and then I'm just gonna walk in on you one day, and you're gonna be covered head-to-toe in <laughs> modeling paint. <laughs> <laughs> with all the <laughs> just Surrounded by gunpla and minifigs <laughs> <God. laughs> Blood for the blood god Skulls for the skull throne <laughs> <laughs> Look Tanner I've painted all of my space orcs With historically accurate colors <laughs> Fuck
1: <laughs> Yes Lindsay is Very on brand right now <laughs> And it is a frightening brand.
0: <laughs> um, we're getting close to an hour. Is there anything else you can think of to add to z- Zix?
1: <laughs> I think we should stick with Canadian actors.
0: Yes. the big thing. Everyone's a Degrassi expat.
1: <laughs> well, I was just thinking like enough people have been through like Murdoch mysteries that we could pulls some people from there.
0: Well, oh, here's the other thing, though, I just realized, because these are all supposed to be teens, and yes, there's a good yeah. chunk of the people who are on Next Class who can still pass as teens, but they they keep growing up, and there still hasn't been any word on if there's going to be a new, new, new Degrassi, so, like, at some point, we won't be able to just keep reciting the Canadian youth, because the Canadian youth from Degrassi won't be youth anymore!
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Is that everything? Yeah. That we can think of?
1: Yeah, pretty much.
0: All right. Uh, in that case, we're going to level up. And while we do that, you guys can listen to a friendship promo.
1: Hi, I'm Caitlin. And I'm Joe. Sugar We're Going Down podcasting
0: is exactly what it sounds like.
1: Each week, we get a random Fall Boy song and discuss it in
0: various ways, such as... What are its merits musically? Is it a bop? Does it have chugs? It's lyrical complexity. Sometimes Pete writes a triple entendre, and sometimes he doesn't even finish the first entendre. Does the video make any goddamn sense though?
1: Usually, no. How gay does it make us feel?
0: Usually, a lot of gay.
1: Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or your personal podcatcher of choice and get a new episode every Wednesday until it kills us.
0: Caitlin, is this more than you bargained for yet? Honestly, it already is. <laughs> 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 and we're back, and we've got an upgrade. I've got. A jetpack.
1: And I have a power glove.
0: Oh, that's so bad. <laughs> yeah. Lindsay, where can people find you on the internet?
1: I'm uh <laughs> Do you know where you are on the internet? <laughs> <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Lindsay M476 at Lindsay spelled with an A and you can get to all my other social media bullshits from there. Tanner, where can people find you?
0: You can find me on Twitter, at SparkyUpstart, and on Instagram, at SparkyYoungUpstart. You can also find this very podcast on Twitter, at N-I-I-R-Y-F-Pod. Those are the letters for Not you First, and they're pronounced... Um... Uh... Gamers. <laughs> 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 you can also contact us directly at NotifyBootYouFirst at gmail.com. Where you can send us your favorite criticisms, critiques, comments, or your favorite forgotten Canadian cartoon. I wouldn't classify Martin Mystery as forgotten. I don't think I'd classify Zix as a cartoon, necessarily. The point is, Canada has many shows that only, only the two of us remember. Yeah. And the guy was chatting up on Tinder the other day.
1: Oh. Um.
0: I forgot to open up my spiel, so hang on. <laughs> Anyways. You can even ask to be a guest, but if you do, make sure you send us a hint instead of the entire idea because we like being surprised! If you'd <laughs> like to support us directly, we have a Patreon at patreon.com slash non and we have several bonuses there if you would support us financially. The major one being that there's a weekly shout out for all of our patrons, including Charlie and Cassidy!
1: Thanks, Charlene Cassidy! You can
0: also rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice, and if you can't find us on your podcatcher of choice, then contact me and I'll try and get us in there. Last but not least, our cover art, as always, is by you and her can be found on ptchew.com, and our theme music is done by our friend Sean Clake, and you can contact us to find out how to contact him if you like music of his own for your own. Lindsay! Tanner! Did you hear about the New New Warriors? New New Warriors? Oh, oh, yeah. It's... <laughs> so I bring them up not because I'm rebooting them next week I, I, there's no time limit on letting things breathe before we reboot them but I feel like going right now to reboot them is a bit too soon I want to see exactly the failings of this launch to reboot them but one of the new New Warriors from Marvel Comics their uh, their name is Snowflake which is a terrible thing they're, they're a non-binary superhero named Snowflake and I fucking hate it and it could be yeah. so good, except their name is Snowflake. But, <sighs> the point I'm trying to make <laughs> is that there is another superhero, conveniently not owned by either of the big two publishers, or really any of the major comics publishers, and we can easily say that they are non-binary, uh, and most importantly, deep in their heart, there's a love so alive, and from the depths of my soul, I know we will survive. there it is
1: (laughs) I can't wait
0: so we'll talk about them next week but not if we reboot you first bye Don't stop recording yet. Okay. Cause um I cause I had a second idea for a hint. I Don't cry for me, Argentina. <laughs> the truth is I have a Panther. <laughs> there will be Avita references! <laughs> and now you can stop recording. <laughs>